There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. You're listening to Drive Live with Natalie Lindo Taylor and Emma Brain. She's here as Tim is on holiday. We also have a guest in the studio. Nick Rago is here from Tech Radar. Nick, very good to see you. Very good to be here, as always. Well, it's, you always make Wednesday a bit better, don't you? I, I, well, I try. I you try. do your best. I do my best. Now, the bare um, minimum. <laughs> let's not let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. In fact, no. Drive Live talks technology. This always keeps you quiet for like five seconds when that starts. Yeah, I have to behave myself, and then I can go back to my usual uh, usual kind of commentary. So, <laughs> behave Nick. yourself. Come and insult me. Start <laughs> off. <laughs> what have you been up to, Nick, since we last saw you? Uh, not much really. I've just just kind of been um, going back and forth because we've got we've got a huge event um, coming up in Abu Dhabi on August twenty second, which we're gearing up for. Okay, which is all about video games and things like that over in Yas Mall. So uh, that's kind of been taking up most of my time. I haven't brought in a gadget of the week because I've been so busy with that. So yeah, I actually have to work. It's it's crazy. We'll, we'll forgive you, honestly. Eh? It's okay. We're not going to shout at you okay. about that. Okay. However, talking of gadgets of the week, we're going to have a look at this rubbish Kickstarter now. I'm not naming names, um, but I am. Aisha said that uh, a few, she was looking at this rubbish Kickstarter and she said, this actually might be okay when we go camping. I mean, she even even came up to me before we went on the air to to kind of like rest, like almost argue her case. She was trying to argue her case. So I don't basically call it out on air. Well, okay. It's not going to I know what Nick's like. No. Aisha said to me, I actually think this might be quite useful for camping. And I was like, good luck talking to Nick about that when he comes <laughs> do you, in. Do you know what Nick's first response was? I'm Don't gonna... go camping, go glamping. Yes. Well, that's... that's <laughs> do it. Glamping is far more fabulous than camping yeah, anyway. Yeah, ex- air-conditioned tent, it's a thing. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Air con- well, anyway, <laughs> we're going to find out more now. Rubbish Kickstarters. So, Nick, let's yes. talk... About the rubbish Kickstarter yes, today. Yes, this is, this is cooling style. Okay. Um, before I even begin to say anything about this, the one thing uh, I will um, sort of agree with producer Aisha on, on is that it looks lovely in terms of its colors, but that's about it. In terms of, <laughs> you know, functionality and actually cooling you, it's just not going to happen. But the colors in it look very, very nice and very appealing. So that's, that. you know, that's the one positive point it's got going for it. So cooling style is, as they say, and I quote, the coolest portable air conditioner. Ever! Exclamation mark. I, w- I want you to do that voice again, please. I can't. I've just I pulled something. So cooling style is, is the thing you take out when you are going camping. If, you know, uh, your air conditioning breaks down somewhere. Um, funnily enough, they've also, um, in the video, basically the promoting it, they've shown a guy at his desk in the office um, feeling very hot and suddenly deciding he needs air conditioning because in this day and age, apparently air conditioning in an office is not a thing. And there's another person who's, um, uh, as we've discussed before, camping. So taking it on a camping trip and trying to cool themselves down. So in theory, on paper, it looks like a good device to kind of tote around with you and cool yourself down, you know, wherever you uh, wherever you are. One of the funny things that they've, all, again, included in the video is they've shown it being used in the car. Now, last time I checked, your car has a very, you know, very well thought out and fully functioning air conditioning system. Right. That's where you're going wrong, Nick, because 
very well thought out and very well functioning and not necessarily what everybody does have in their car, unfortunately. My <laughs> friend, I know her air conditioning doesn't work in the car, so she's always so hot and bothered by the time she arrives anywhere. So it's not an assumption. That's not a way to speak about Aisha. She's sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's like not an assumption you can make because unfortunately we don't have all that. Listen, let's have a listen to what cool sti- calling style describe it as themselves. Did you ever feel like you want to escape the heat and just stay cool? Introducing Cooling Style, a portable, multifunctional air conditioner that lets you stay cool wherever you go. Not only is it easy and comfortable to use for everyone, but also light, quiet, and loaded with cool features. Cooling Style works indoor and outdoor and is really the perfect device for any situation. Use it when camping, in tents, in caravans, cottages in your winter garden at the beach in your car or for your pet on hot days you could even bring it to work i can't i can't remember the last time that i was feeling hot and bothered in my winter garden you're clearly not winter gardening correctly nick um oh, the thing so is when you have a look at them they remind me of uh, you know, when you were younger, you're a child, um, and there were children's toys, and it was like my first cassette and microphone. Mm-hmm. They're quite robust, and yeah. they had mm-hmm. handles, yeah. so yeah. you couldn't break them. Yeah. And when I was younger, they were sort of more of a brown and beige color. When my brother was younger, they were more sort of white and red and yellow, like primary colors. Kind of reminds me of one of those. Yeah, I mean, it's it looks very plasticky, very bright. It, it almost looks like something out of a cartoon. But, you know, looks can't be the only thing that, that this thing has, you know, to offer, because... If you look at what it actually is supposed to do, it's supposed to cool you down. But there's nothing in there that really makes it seem that it's going to be efficient. Now, it, it says that it's using a particular kind of coolant in there to, you know, as it's circulating the uh, air, it kind of cools you down. But I've actually done a bit of research. The coolant that they're actually using in this machine is banned in the EU because it's chemically poisonous. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, so I don't mm. think it's going to be available for anyone in the EU. The other thing, uh, again, producer Aisha very, very kindly said, oh, this is perfect to take camping. I agree, but unfortunately, it also requires a massive battery pack to work. And, uh, oh. you know, Aisha, you weren't doing your homework very well because I, I said you need to scroll all the way down to actually where the battery is. And if I'm going to show you live on air, this is the battery. Okay, so okay, we can't all a, we can't all see it, so but the battery, battery is... The battery looks like it's a whole separate briefcase of its yeah, own. Yeah, it looks like, like it looks like something you'd fire a rocket out of. Basically, it's a massive, massive piece of kit. The battery's pretty large. Yeah, shall we so you've, say. you've got that plus the you know this cooling device you've got to you know carry around. If you're going camping, this is not a way to stay cool. Okay, but the makers are arguing that in fact it is very practical, Nick. Thanks to its economic design and the rotary compressor system. With environment-friendly R134A refrigerant, it's not only very quiet, but also offers a high efficiency ratio. Cooling style can be used with a standard power plug, a car charging adapter, or the included battery. You can manually adjust the fan speed in cooling settings in order to adapt to any situation and enjoy big cooling power in tiny size. There are two USB charging ports included and a powerful LED light that can even be turned into an SOS mode. Furthermore, it features an ultrasonic mosquito repellent that helps you get rid of mosquitoes wherever <laughs> oh, no, you are. Can, can we just stop it now? Because it's just so come bad. On. So let's okay. Work. Let's let's recap. Let's recap, kids. There's a USB port to charge your phone. There's a, there's a LED light which can be changed into SOS mode. Mosquito. Mosquito repellent by some sort of invisible frequency thing. And on top of that, it also cools you. 
So this you know, is the Swiss army knife of coolies, is what they're it's saying. It's more like a kitchen knife if you look at it. I mean, <laughs> sticking a handle on something doesn't mean it's efficient. It just means you can carry it around. They actually talk them out of a, talk themselves out of a roll as well because they say, the fan is adjustable. Exactly. Get yeah. a fan. <laughs> yeah. Like it's much exactly. easier. It's just, it's just terrible. Okay, so I'm going to put the question out there. How much would you guys pay for the cooling style air conditioning thing, whatever it's supposed to be called? Um... Aisha, how much would you pay seeing as you um, actually like it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to hide I, the price from okay. you so you can't so see I, what I it is. So I would pay maybe about 200 UK pounds. Okay. Really? Yeah, for camping trips. I think that would be quite like when you go out with kids that's and like you wake up at four or five in the morning. 200 pounds sterling. That's 1,000 dirham for anyone yeah. listening. 1,000 dirham you pay it's for that. It's really hot in the tent in the morning. <laughs> I would say to my kids, do you know what? Make a tent downstairs and I'll put the AC on yeah. and we'll leave you to it. Yeah. Yeah. We can turn the AC really up high and you'll pretend you're in the Swiss Alps or something like that. Two, a thousand dirham for it. No, I would okay. pay anything for it. If I had to guess how much they're trying to rip people off with this scam, <laughs> I would say it's probably more than Aisha's trying to to pay for okay, it. Okay, so mm. NLT will come, gonna, back to, come back I'm, to your thing. Yeah, All I right. think in, in dollars or dirham? In dollars, please. In dollars, I think it's probably about $400. $400, okay. Emma, do you want to... I'm going to go higher. I think they probably want about $500 for it. Okay, ding, ding, ding. Emma wins. They are selling oh it for word. $489. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, producer Aisha, do you, do you want to maybe say some wise the words? Thing is, with that with that amount of money, you could actually just go... Glamping. You could pay someone like to fan you while you sleep. Yeah, if you go yeah. to a festival, you, you could, could just, just grab a festival go and like, here's like $200, please fan me. And yeah. then yeah. you get all the perks. But here's the thing, all right? So it's being sold for $489, okay? But here's the kicker. They were looking for $50,000 to make this happen. They've actually passed their goal. And no, they've they raised haven't. they've raised $67,300 uh, uh, so far with 37 days to go for wow. funding to be finished. I oh, do come wonder, on. it might be successful in a place like this when it's just too hot to yeah, go outside. Yeah, no, there's, know? there's <laughs> no way I would even carry this around. Can we mute Aisha's mic now because she's just, she's just spurting nonsense now. But let us know on the text line 4001 or free via the Dubai iMessaging app, would you pay 400 and, what was it, $489 for the, uh, the cooling style air conditioner thing, hybrid, whatever it's supposed to be, with mosquito repellent? Yes, so roughly 1,800 dirham, oh, that is. No. 1,800 no. dirham. Sorry, I'd go to That's a nice a hotel for the night. That's a staycation and a nice yeah. hotel. I know, exactly. right? right? Yeah. No, thank you. No. You, you, you lost me at they camping anyway. They have air conditioning anyway. and room service. Yeah. Oh my goodness me, this is insane. Terrible. Text us 4001 or via the free messaging app. Drive Live talks technology. We are talking technology on Drive Live. Emma Brain is in for Tim Elliott. Nick Rago is here from Tech Radar. Nick, we had a text come in for you. This is all about an S9. So it's about a phone. I've learned that much. And um, this message says, Hi, Nick. I have two questions. We'll start with question number one, Nick. It says, I'm not able to make conference calls on my S9. Um, do you have any suggestions as to what that problem might be? Well, I think if you are... Uh, using a third-party app to try and do conference calls, uh, a third-party dialer, um, then that may cause issues with uh, with the Android system and, and not allow you to patch conference calls together. If you are using the standard um, uh, Samsung dialer app, that should be fine. You should be allowed uh, to make conference calls. It, it may be worth just speaking to whichever telecom operator you have just to make sure there's no kind of restrictions in your SIM card or things like that that are stopping you from having uh, more than one line active at the same time. So just have a chat with your uh, telecoms provider and just say they're trying to do a conference call on your phone through the dialer app. 
and it's not going through and just to make sure that everything is running fine in your account and you don't have any kind of uh, restrictions in place on that phone number. Um, the second one you've texted in um, is for, is there any Android function to avoid apps being uninstalled by mistake like an iOS? At the moment, um, through stock Android, there isn't. You have to kind of root your phone and do all kinds of bits and pieces to try and get that to work. So um, unfortunately, at the moment, on Android, there isn't a system, but hopefully it's a feature they'll try and implement uh, in, an, in a future version of Android. Okay, hopefully that answers your question. If you have questions for Nick, you know what to do, 4001. If you have the Dubai Eye app, it's free. Else you can call us 04871 5500 now, Nick. So it took me a while to grasp this, okay. but I'm on top of it. I'm very proud. Pi yes. is the new operating system. It is. Well and done. it was was it Oreo before? It was. <gasps> I'm I'm baffled. Who are you? What have you done with NLT? Well, I'm very excited because okay. listen, Google is I not going to be, you know, are they going to be on the phone asking if I need a new job? They're going to be like, yeah. They're going to be all over that. We're like, we heard this woman on the radio. She knows everything. Yeah. We, we need her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, you are right. So the next version of Android, Android 9 Pi, uh, is actually releasing, I think, today or this week. It's releasing really, really soon, but on uh, first on uh, Google's phone. So you've got Google Pixel uh, and the essential phone. So if you've got a Google handset, it's going to be coming to you very, very soon. Uh, now, it's got some very cool features. It's got uh, basically better battery life so it's able to nice. um, kind of focus on the kind of apps and what you're using your phone's phone for and also uh, hopefully more accurately predict how much battery life you have left. It's also introducing new features for developers to adjust the screen brightness in a much more intuitive way. Uh, there are also going to be shortcuts to app action. So for example, if you're frequently launching uh, Twitter to just make a new tweet, if you see the Twitter app in your app draw, you will now have the Twitter icon and underneath that will be common shortcuts to create a tweet or send a DM uh, right from your app draw, which is very, very cool. Uh, obviously some general security um, overhauling and some sort of just, I guess, cleaning up on the code as well to make sure it runs uh, more smoothly and a lot more, a lot faster as well. So there are a lot of cool f features that are coming to Android Pie. The only thing that's kind of a downside is it is going to be coming to Google devices first and it's only going to be rolled out to other manufacturers a little bit later in the year because once Google kind of makes this, uh, makes the OS available to manufacturers, manufacturers then have to go and see that it works properly on their headsets. You have to make kind of tweaks to the UI. So it's going to be a little bit of time before you see it on other devices like on Sony or uh, the Oppo devices or OnePlus, but it will be coming to a good number of manufacturers by December 21st of this year and then to future manufacturers in early 2019. Okay, and... Uh... Maybe let's have a look at the Asus gaming phone, which yes. uh, seems quite pricey. Yeah, this is this is really cool because I, I played with this at Computex earlier this year, and it's it's basically a phone that Asus is designing to be uh, geared towards gamers. So a lot mm. of the internals and a lot of the accessories that um, Asus is putting on this phone is meant to run uh, a lot of the AAA um, games and you know, basically not not run hot and things like that. So it is a good phone and it will run games really well. But you know we've got a leak for the price tag and it's going to be sitting at about one thousand one hundred sixty dollars. Oh my! Which wow. is a lot Goodness. of money to be paying for a phone, given that when you look at the iPhone ten when that came out and the price tag for that, people were you know basically uh, looking at Apple saying, "What is wrong with you? Why are you yeah. charging mm -hmm. so much for your phone?" So for Asus to charge something like a thousand plus dollars for the phone is going to be quite steep considering this is sort of the you know, first time they're, they're, they're creating a phone meant for gamers. So, you know, only time will tell whether that's the price tag they're actually going to be going with or whether they'll reduce it in certain regions. But yeah, any, anything in the thousand... Um, sort of range is really, really expensive for gamers to pay. And what, what, what's kind of the market like for just gaming phones? Very, like? very niche because I think a lot of the times people will just look for regular phones mm. that are capable of playing 
some of the modern games, like with the iPhone 10, the Samsung S9s. You know, these are great modern smartphones that can play any of the video games. But Asus has basically said, we want to build a build a phone that is specifically for gamers, both in the looks department and also in the internals. So if you mm. want to play any of the modern games in the next maybe one or two years, this smartphone can handle all of them. Okay, because I remember this is going to, go back a little while um, phones like the N-Gage oh, do you I remember lo- I that had I had one of those crazy and, but it didn't really kind of take yeah. off did yeah. it yeah because it was very very niche it's, it's basically Nokia saying that you know we, we realised there's a market for gamers and let's try and make a, make a phone for them and for a while it was good and it was kind of a trendy thing to have but if you're looking at in modern times, if you're spending a thousand dollars or somewhat on a gaming phone, mm. you're really, really banking on a very niche market to try and, and and you know do that because a lot of gamers are happy playing their games on the iPhone 10s and S9s and other leading you know smartphones. They don't necessarily feel they need to have a smartphone that's specifically branded and built for gamers. So yeah. I think it's very much a, a litmus test for Asus whether or not these gaming phones will take off because I know Razer is designing a gaming phone as well, and you know once they come to the market, Razer is a recognized gaming brand. So will this kind of shy, make people shy away from the Asus phone and go go to the Razer one? I think only time will tell and whether or not other manufacturers will then say, look, we need to come up with a gaming phone ourselves. And the other side of that, Nick, too, is, you know, it's a very niche sort of market. Yeah, you, it is. Go, you go for gamers, then you also have to go for gamers who you're not going to start with the phone. You're going to start with a gaming laptop. And yeah. if you've forked out all that money for a gaming laptop, are you really going to have the spare cash then to get the phone? Because a phone let's be realistic, is not the first thing you're going to get and it's not the thing that you're going to game on the most. So it's kind of, you start with the laptop if you can afford it. So it's like the market is getting smaller, smaller, smaller in terms of who can afford it, who would be interested in it. So it would be, yeah, be interesting to see how It's a story to watch, definitely. Yeah, pans out. Okay, so we all know you are an avid Amazon Alexa user. How how did you know? How did you know? Oh, I don't know. Something (laughs) tells me about the way you organize your day from start to finish. That's true. Alexa, Alexa, start start my day. day. Yes. Even it's like I'm there, Nick. It's like I know. So, you know, you use your Alexa in ways that I don't. To be fair, I have an Echo, so it's not quite the same. You have the proper... And yeah, I've Alexa. got. Yeah, I've got two. I've got the. I've got the full blown Echo, and I've got the Echo Dot in the kitchen as well. And the, the reason, yeah, I do love using my Amazon Alexa. But the reason I've selected the story is because actually it, it speaks volumes to me because this is something uh, I've never done on my Alexa. Volumes. It does. Hey. Um. So basically, what's happened is there's a report come out, um, basically saying that only about two percent of people who own Amazon Echo devices actually use it for voice control shopping. So you would say, you know, uh, Alexa, order me, um, you know, new groceries or order me uh, uh, detergent, things like that. So very few people, 2% or less, are actually using their Amazon devices for shopping because I think a lot of times when people think of online shopping, they prefer to go onto Amazon.com, look at the products, look at the reviews, look at what people are saying, look at, you know, related products if they can find it from other sellers for cheaper. So I think just kind of, you know, buying these things using your voice is a feature that, you know, while it is baked, into Alexa is something that people just genuinely aren't interested in doing. I think as well, you know, some of the concerns people have. I know even, you know, my husband is quite fussy about the brand of fabric yeah. um, conditioner we use. So if you were to tell um, someone to order something from an online shop, yeah. there could be three or four in that range that look very similar, very similar product exactly. numbers. Exactly, similar pricing and everything Very like similar that. or even the same price. And you would just be a little bit unsure. Even when I go to the shops, he's like, make sure you get the right one. <laughs> so what would that be like, you know, in terms of using 
Alexa. Yeah, it, it can get quite convoluted because uh, a lot of times when you order via uh, via your Alexa, it doesn't actually order then and there. It will place it into your cart where you can just check out what she's added on your uh, Amazon app or your Alexa app on your phone. So there's a sort of additional screen that is involved. You can set up um, sort of voice voice um, purchasing where if she matches it to the letter what you're looking for, so you say you want only comfort fabric softener and she says, okay, I've added comfort so- fabric softener to your shopping cart. Would you like to check out now? Then you can say yes and then the transaction is done. But I think a lot of the times is what will happen is Alexa will add something to your cart. You can review what she's added and if she's obviously recognize the right product then you can check out and you can you know be on your merry way do you think some people might be put off by the uh, the alexa fails when it comes to shopping like uh it trying to order a ton of dolls houses <laughs> or an advert that came on the tv forced it to yeah, order the a adverts, whole load of cat food yeah the adverts are really cringy <laughs> i mean it, i've had uh if you watch mr robot it's a tv show there's a couple of scenes in the latest season where one of the characters is saying alexa what is this and my my it just triggers my my echo it's yeah. really annoying uh but I I think, you know, Amazon has kind of come a long way with Alexa since its you know initial launch where, you know, it's been less triggered by faults, um, you know, voice commands, things like that. So things like that, like, you know, cat food being mass ordered and dollhouses suddenly, mm-hmm. like, suddenly being ordered are less <laughs> less likely now. And Alexa's getting better at understanding children's voices, which is also quite worrying. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alexa, will you order all the things on my wish list, yes, please? exactly. Charge it to mummy's credit card. <laughs> yeah. Now that, I would be impressed. If I had a child and they did that, I would be like 10 out of 10 for effort, yeah. but I'm sending it all back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would be impressed by that. That would impress me. But there is one concern people have had over this because, of course, Alexa often used to order items from Amazon itself. Amazon, of course, the company behind Alexa. And people are thinking, well... You know, I'm asking Alexa for an opinion. This opinion or review is coming from Amazon. Mm-hmm. The descriptions coming from Amazon. Yeah, yeah. The the sort of the fact that the reviews are coming from Amazon. Could Amazon be telling me only about those five star reviews and yeah. maybe bringing those closer to the top? You know, at least if you're looking on your computer, you can sort of make a judgment call. Some yeah. people are super happy. Some people unhappy. Lots of people in the middle. Well, you probably can guess that yourself. Yeah. But I, I can see why people are concerned that they might not be given the best information for them, but the best information for Amazon. Yeah, I think it's one of those scenarios where when you ask Alexa for something, she'll give you the best possible match. And they may not necessarily be uh, you know, the best price, the best product you're looking for. So I think mm. it's at the end of the day, it's always good, uh, at least when shopping on Amazon, is to just sit in front of your computer or on your smartphone on the Amazon app and look at the products that you have. And even if she's added something to your cart, you can look at it and then tap down to look at recommended products or similar products and you can shop that way as well just to make sure you're getting sort of the best products that you've added in your cart. Okay. You're listening to Drive Live. Tim Elliott's away. Emma Brain is here. We're joined in the studio by Nick Rago from Hello. Tech Radar. Hello. Hello. How are you? Welcome to my show. You're, you wish. <laughs> You're very busy at the moment, aren't you, Nick? But I am. you've always I got always time. I always have time for you guys. Exactly. Always. This always. is a, this is lit. I, I keep saying this off air, but nobody believes me. This is genuinely the highlight of my week. No. I genuinely look for because I have so much of fun with you guys. I and do. I'm really annoyed. It's only it's it's such a short short time. Yes. But, you know, hint into the producers. But I, I genuinely have so much of fun with you guys. Okay. So and the listeners, of course. Nick's tech show coming to, to a radio station or podcast near you soon. Nick, you'd be quite good at doing that, actually. Well, watch the space because I have something cooking. Okay, dun, let's dun, move dun. on. Uh, Louise is texting yes. with a question for you, yes, Nick. Yes, Louise. Um, Emma, you've got that one there. Yeah, I have. So basically, um, she's asking, how does she stop uh, MacKeeper 
that kind of irritating program. Okay. Um, coming on to her Mac when she's uh, installing Ooh. various apps. Louise, I'd love to know what kind of apps you're downloading because MacKeeper doesn't come automatically. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so basically what's happening is um, there's something you're installing um, on your computer, whether it's like a free antivirus scanner or any number of sort of free quote-unquote um, apps that are available online or on apps or whatever, my advice is delete that app because it's basically in the background. It's um, sort of going back to a server and, and you know bringing, this, bringing the MacKeeper installation uh, in the background and installing automatically, which is not what you want on your computer. So my advice is if you've got any kind of uh, weird apps, whether it's uh, a free Office suite that you've downloaded that looks kind of dodgy or if it's a free kind of browser plugin that'll make your web browsing faster or increase your download speeds, my recommendation is get that off your Mac because it is more harm than good. Okay. okay. Uh, there's another question here. I can't seem to see a name on the. Oh, it's from Shamil. It's from Shamil. Yes. Hey, Shamil. Um, Shamil says, "Hi, Drive Live team. Can you please ask Nick to tell us what are his best uses of Alexa here in the UAE now?" Just in case anyone is not aware of this, Shamil, I'm sure you are because you've asked Nick the question. Oh, no. Nick is like, um, you know, a walking encyclopedia of Alexa's oh, besties. Uh, Nick, come on. I said to you, I have an Echo Dot and basically the only thing it does in my house is turn, turn the, the lights, lights off, off and right. on. And, oh, you know, we have smart lights and that's great. We're, we haven't got them sorted in our new apartment yet. But so our, our Echo is... Slightly redundant at the right. moment, but Nick, <laughs> you have lots of things that you do with yours. And actually, when you tell me these things, I think it's really helpful because I think, oh, I should be doing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So, so Shamil, thanks for texting in. Um, so for me, the best uses, I think, obviously, as NLT says, is if you can get a smart devices in your home. So whether it's a smart plug to turn on the coffee machine in the morning or a smart, another, uh, a smart bulb to put in uh, lighting in your living room so you can turn that off and on, or like the Aurora Leaf panels to put on the wall to make a beautiful sort of kaleidoscope installation with lights. All these things you can control with your voice and you can set the brightness, you can set the mood mm. um, really easily with, your, with, with, the, uh, with Alexa. You can also use her to set timers. You can ask simple questions, do mathematical calculations, I constantly will be barking commands like, Alexa, convert three cups into grams, and she'll convert it on the fly. Uh, so when I'm cooking, it's very, very simple to do timers. If I want to put something in the oven and I want to set another timer on the stove, I can say, Alexa, set a timer for 20 minutes. She'll do that as well. Uh, there's also a lot of cool skills you can enable. So you can enable like a Jeopardy skill. So you can play a game of Jeopardy with her. Uh, there is a university, I forgot which university it is, but a university that uh, developed a skill for Alexa where you can have a full-fledged conversation with her where she'll ask you questions, you can ask her questions in return, which is very, very cool. And kind of and, and, and the more you kind of converse with her, the more she learns and things like that. Uh, you can ask her about your calendar, so you can add appointments, you can ask what's on your agenda. You can obviously, for free, you can tune into radio stations around the world with tune-in, so you can say... You know that you need them because obviously you're listening to obviously, Dubai Eye the whole obviously. time. But when, you know, Drive Live isn't on the air and you want to listen to podcasts and things like that, you know, Alexa can help you with that as well. So genuinely, there are some really good applications some really good skills that you can check out for your Amazon Echo. And whether you're getting the Echo, the Echo Spot, the Echo Dot, the Echo Show, there's an Echo for everybody and an Echo for every corner of your house. I'm interested if you have time, Shamil, just to text in and let us know what it is maybe you want Alexa to do. You know, yeah. is, is there anything that you're sort of wondering, oh, I, I wonder if she can do that? I do know in the US you can pair your Alexa with your Uber app. So you can say, Alexa, call me an Uber and she'll call you an Uber right to your nice. door. Or you can also ask her to order your Domino's pizza, and which is pretty cool. 
Oh, that is quite yeah, clever, so actually. That's very, very cool. So I really want those features to be active here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Shamil, do let us know, you know, if there was anything in particular that you were sort of after Alexa to do. But, Nick, talking about uh, smart technology, um, could AI book your holiday in the near future? Now, this is not as crazy as it sounds. Yes. Tell us more. I think this is one of those things where you 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 read the title and you're like, oh, yeah, I can see that happening. So essentially, I was talking to the CTO of WeGo. Now, WeGo is an app you can download or the website, which will basically give you uh, pricing comparisons for hotels and flights and things like that. So I was chatting with their um, CTO, uh, Tian Nguyen. I hope I haven't completely horrifically pronounced that name. Uh, and he was basically saying that, okay, there are a lot of trends in the Middle East where people are looking at different destinations and and, and sort of up-and-coming places that are sort of the road, uh, the pathless yeah. travel sort of thing. Uh, but one of the things we were talking about is that you, if you go to a lot of these companies' Facebook uh, groups, uh, Facebook pages, you're automatically given like a messenger bot where you can ask questions rather than calling customer service. So whether it's a telecom provider, a restaurant for reservations uh, or anything like that. Which room can I get that I'll be able to see the sea from? Exactly. Or, you know, that kind exactly. of stuff. Those hard-hitting questions. That They're you the just, kind of questions I want the answers to, You need to, the answers Nick. to ASAP. Yeah. And I basically pitched a question to him and said like, okay, do you think that on a platform like WeGo, you could basically launch the app and be chatting to an AI that says, look, I'm looking for a sunny destination to travel to. These are my travel dates. What would you recommend? And then based on what previously people have booked through the app, the AI could basically make recommendations and say, okay, you know, 45% of our travelers tend to travel to Georgia during this time or 25% travel to the Maldives or Mauritius. And I think it's a very organic way for travel to be made because I think a lot of times when people think of travel, they just want to go somewhere. They don't necessarily know where they want to go. They just know what their budget is and they just know their dates. They're just looking for recommendations. And I think if you have AI baked into your into your app with the with the use of machine learning, you can kind of see what your uh, what people people are searching for, not necessarily even booking, just searching for and mm. make those recommendations through other people through the directly through the app. Okay. It's a very, very cool way, I think. I know. And I'm uh, there's some things about technology that I'm quite suspicious about, but that I can see is quite a natural step. Yeah, something I mean, that I would the, have faith in. So. There's definitely, you know, a, a holiday uh, coming up in a, in a couple of weeks where people will be looking for mm. quick, you know, escapes, but they don't me? know where they want to go. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> I'm exactly. Like, I'll go anywhere. I'll go anywhere just yeah. out of Dubai. Yeah. So I'm, exactly. I'm open minded. So yeah. that would be really good for me. Someone, you know, especially if it could sort of say, do you want to chill out or do you want to yeah. go sightseeing? You What's know, all budget, of that kind whatever, of thing. How much do you want to spend? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So let's. Hope it happens, I think. I believe in that. Final story for, from you for now, Nick. This is a story uh, in terms of India looking at maybe blocking Facebook and WhatsApp. And I mean, I think to offer people a bit of context about this, sometimes in India there's been real problems of late with things being forwarded via social media accounts where, yeah. um, you know, catastrophic events have sort of uh, come about because of it. So you can see why there is a drive possibly to to, to, to try and limit some of these things. But obviously um, this story's got a bit more detail. Yeah, basically the Indian government is looking to try and curb ways that false information is uh, broadcast around the country. And sort of the two biggest ways that this information is circulated is via WhatsApp forwards and through Facebook messaging. So it's basically the government is looking at ways to speak to the telecoms to, to try and figure out, you know, do we block it all right? Do we kind of start filtering and monitoring the content, which is, again, going to be an invasion mm. of privacy? So they're trying to figure out a way where they can stop the amount of, you know, uh, sort of negative messages and things that are circulating in the country while still allowing people the freedom to communicate with people across the globe. So mm. it's very much a sticky situation for the Indian government at the moment. It's it's one to kind of keep an eye on because if they blanket ban it, you know, there's no telling what would happen, whether, you know, then those kind of circulating messages are filtered through other social media apps. So then do they ban everything? Do they ban all the messaging apps? 
apps. It's sort of like nobody wins scenario at the end of the yeah. day. You have to kind of figure out a smart way because you know these these are platforms that people in India used to communicate with their relatives ac- across the globe, especially here and in the UAE. And if you block that, then you really sort of block off a lifeline. I mean, it's not the technology's fault. It's the incorrect information that's being shared that has to be dealt with. I mean, to, to I mean, I've covered this loads with this in news. Basically, people have been sharing information saying certain people are child abusers. They've been lynched and killed. Yeah. This is what yeah. this is what's happening and this is why they want they want to deal with it. But it's not the fault of the technology. It's how do you get rid of this exactly. false information? Yeah. I mean yeah. with any piece of tech there's always going to be people that are going to be using and abusing the system. And I think it's it's very much something to look out on how you know the Indian government will look at ways to regulate and kind of curb these kind of messages so these incidents don't happen in the future. Yeah, I mean, WhatsApp have already taken steps to limit the amount of forwarding you can do on messages. We've covered that on the programme before. Shamil has got back in touch. He says, okay. thanks, guys. That's awesome. I think he means you, Nick. I want to get one, so I was just wondering what the best uses are. Yeah. I order a lot online th- through Zomato, Deliveroo, all that kind of thing, and Uber. Can it do that here? Um, can she do that here, rather? And also, one thing Shamil wants to do is check on the route can is that possible here so, at the yeah, moment? So unfortunately, uh, Shamil, bad news. You can't order the food because Deliveroo, uh, Deliveroo isn't integrated into uh, Amazon here, and as well as traffic, traffic requires on a zip code mm. which is non-existent in, in in the UAE, unfortunately. So you can't check traffic with Alexa, but everything else she can pretty much do on the ball. Okay. Um, Irfan's text in about your favourite subject, Nick. <laughs> Hi, Nick. What do you think of the Canon G7X Mark II? I know it's a popular vlogging camera, but how about how about it as a point-and-shoot camera for photos, for example, on holidays? Now, Nick, do you have an opinion on this? I do. I actually, okay, I'm familiar okay. with this model. So, uh, Irfan, yes, it is a very good vlogging camera. So, if you're looking to do quick action shots and quick, you know, pan shots of the family and things like that, it's kind of a cool camera to get because it has, uh, you know, it's very clear and very good, very stable footage you can get from that. For photos, I think you can do better. So, if you're looking for something that is sort of medium resolution and kind of kind of do uh, sort of above average photos, um, this is kind of a good good um, camera to get. But definitely you want something a little bit more clarity than again then look at one of Canon's DSLRs if you can afford it. And how much are we talking for the for the G7X? The G7X, roughly? it varies, I think. Um, 1,000, about 1,900 dirhams. Yeah, based on where you're getting it from, it can be anywhere between, I think, uh, like you said, what was it, Emma? What was well, it? well, it's in here, it's various prices, but we're ballpark around 2,000 dirhams, yeah, let's that's say. About, ballpark. That's about okay. right, yeah. All right, that's all we've got time for. Needed to ask Aww. you that camera question, Nick, because I know <laughs> you were trying to them. throw me up. I knew it. <laughs> no, I could no, no. Smell it coming. <laughs> that is it, though. Nick uh, Rago from Tech Radar, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, this week. guys. Always lovely to have you on the show. Um, stay tuned. Nick will be back next week answering all of your tech questions. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.